Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 154 of The Raw Verdict, recapping the highs and lows from WWE's flagship show, Monday Night Raw. I am your host and humble guide, Keela Cash. Thank you so much for joining me as week 155 of Recitopia gets underway. Happy Tuesday morning, afternoon, and evening to you all as another busy week in the worlds of WWE and AEW gets underway. And last night was Monday Night Raw going down live from the Legacy Arena in Birmingham, Alabama. And this show was solid. The crowd was all right. They were hot when they needed to be cold in some spots, but overall, this was a solid show going head to head with the college football championship game between Georgia and TCU. And that was an absolute shellacking by Georgia who won 65 to 7. That is not a mistake. That was the actual final score. So hopefully the blowout led to a migration of fans that checked out the football game and tuned back into Monday Night Raw during the last couple of hours of the show as we kick things off with one Kevin Owens, the number one contender for Roman Reigns' undisputed WWE Universal Championship. The match will be going down in a couple of weeks' time at the Warrior Rumble at the Alamo Dome in San Antonio, Texas. Before he could speak, we get JBL coming out basically trash talking the fine citizens of Birmingham, Alabama and calls out KO for not having a chance in hell and beating Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship at the Royal Rumble because there's only one guy in the last three years that has pinned Roman Reigns to the mat one two three and that man is baron corbin it should be noted this was before the tribal chief was born before roman was head of the table before he was the undisputed universal champion of the world and corbin comes out makes some alabama versus georgia jokes that makes the crowd angry and kevin owens is going to go in the corner and place his head on the top turnbuckle and pretend to go to sleep because he is bored out of his mind and rightfully so so he wakes up a short time later and he wants to challenge corbin to a match right then and there and it's on to kick off the entering action of Monday Night Raw. This match was all right for what it was as Corbin lands a choke slam on Owens on the hardest part of the ring. You guessed at the ring apron as we go to commercial break. We come back and Kevin Owens is back in control of things with a cannonball in a corner and a top up senton on Corbin for two. Goes for a stunner. Corbin blocks that. Goes for a pop of power bomb. Corbin blocks that as well. He also was running clothesline back in the ring, but KO blocks that. But in doing so, Corbin lands the DDT on Owens for two, followed by a deep six for a near fall as well. But Corbin gets a bit too cocky and takes his time with Kevin Owens until Kevin wakes up and lands a stunner on Corbin out of nowhere for the one, two, three after the match is over. We get an ambush courtesy of the Usos and Solo Sequoia on Kevin Owens at ringside. And Kevin Owens is sent over the barricade, but he is going to improvise and grab the shoe of Mike Rome, the Monday Night Raw ring announcer. He's going to whack Jey Uso in the head with a shoe and he's going to chuck a chair at Jimmy Uso and deliver shots solo as well as he stands tall to wrap up the opener of Monday Night Raw but it's the shoe for me as a form of defense by literally taking the shoe off of Mike Rome to a bass accordingly you gotta love Kevin Owens as he stands tall as the bloodline scurries but the bloodline's night is not done as they will have some future adversaries vying for those Raw and SmackDown tag team titles in the not-too-distant future. Next up is Alexa Bliss explaining her actions from last week as she basically went crazy on Bianca Belair by landing not one but two DDTs on the still steps. And 
and Alexa Bliss appears on the announce desk and she's bragging about being the bad guy, being evil, and how Bianca Belair needs to worry about her and not Bray Wyatt or Uncle Howdy. She is the true face of evil and she loved what she did last week. And then we get some graphics on the big screen from Uncle Howdy and he tells Alexa Bliss, honey, you think you're in control? Ha ha ha. Think again. And then we have this shadowy figure, allegedly Uncle Howdy standing on the main stage she won't inch closer this week to ringside he just laughs maniacally at alexa bliss who spooked as we go to commercial break this was all right alexa's promo was okay honestly speaking she's done better over the years in terms of delivery and material but we'll see how it goes as i presume it will be bianca belair versus alexa bliss part two for the raw women's championship at the warrior rumble in a few weeks time on peacock last week's match was a disappointment in terms of match flow and chemistry i've seen them have better matches against each other and i'm hoping they can redeem themselves in a couple of weeks time in san antonio texas but as always we shall see next up is bailey versus mission aka mia yim and bailey is trying to say I can do it all by myself I don't need help I'm gonna give Dakota Kai and Neo Sky the reigning defending women's tag team champions the night off they can watch from backstage and this match was all right the fans were in and out for Mission, but they really popped for her when she was able to go for a dive on the outside on Bailey deliver a PK kick on her as well but Bailey fights back with a suplex on the floor to roll out the crowd midway through this match Mia lands some nice strikes and kicks on Bailey goes for that Jesus takedown between the ropes but it whiffs this week unlike when she nailed Dakota Kai last week in that great spot to pop the crowd this is a whiff and the announcers kind of had to acknowledge it was a miss by Mia and Mia and Bailey trade roll-ups and counters as Bailey is going to go for the belly to belly but Mia Yim avoids that finisher but Bailey is going to get the victory by rolling up Mia Yim with her feet on the ropes for the one two three and after the match is over Bailey is very happy about this victory and later in the show damage control jumps Mia Yim without Becky Lynch being in sight on this evening for whatever reason as this feud must continue possibly maybe most likely at the Warrior Rumble in a few weeks time next up is the United States champion Theory coming out to brag about his victory over Seth Rollins last week by declaring that the champ is here it's very John Cena of him as we're teasing that matchup again for some time down the road the fans are singing and chanting for Seth Rollins but Theory mentions the knee injury from last week and Rollins does come out a short time later looking like the most expensive expensive skier and aspen with those big ass glasses shiny pants and lace top and he has crutches limping down to the ring but he drops one crutch and he says my knee is fine he dances down the ramp like a total ham but he's still on one crutch he's not 100 percent and theory continues to go in saying i am better than you i've outclassed you i've surpassed you and i will not only enter the warrior rumble i will win and i will not only walk out of wrestlemania united states champion but i walk out undisputed wwe universal champion as well and seth says well my knee is not 100 percent right now but it will be just in time for the warrior rumble and i will be the one to win the entire thing and i'll punch my ticket to wrestlemania see you at the rumble kid and Rollins walks away and he is serenaded by the crowd this entire time so i'm here for the quasi face rollins as we inch closer to the rumble and i am very intrigued by the Cody, Seth, inevitable interaction. What will WWE do? How will they handle it? How will the fans react to that moment? Because they had a trilogy last year that blew me away. 
And WWE has to acknowledge that. And hopefully there's a begrudge and mutual respect between the two to avoid a rematch for right now and save it for down the road because I don't want Rollins's face turned to be sullied by a Cody return that's going to overshadow things at the end of the day. But after this segment is over, we got Bobby Lashley coming out to confront Theory. He's back from his suspension and he proceeds to spear Theory in a great spot. Fans love Bobby. Once again, he's a baby face this week, but we got some backstage tea courtesy of MVP because he was the guy that basically got Bobby reinstated in WWE in storyline, ate the suspension for a few weeks and Bobby's back and he thanks MVP as they're trying to get back to a place of mutual respect after MVP stabbed him in the back last year after WrestleMania by throwing him with Omos. But MVP wants to reunite her business. He's been talking to Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin on the side. He wants Bobby in on the reunion as well but Bobby's saying no I'm good for now but we all know the her business is coming back and I cannot wait because a couple of years ago that was my faction sharp dressed men whooping ass and having all the gold in WWE I want that for the Hurt Business once again in 2023. A badass faction that never really got their moment in the sun in front of people because that was all pandemic era stuff. And I want the Hurt Business shining bright in front of the people heading into the new year. All in due time, of course. Next up is Rhea Ripley versus Candice LeRae. And this was a showcase for Rhea Ripley who whooped ass for the majority of this match. But Rhea did give Candice a little bit as Candice lands a beautiful German suplex off the middle rope to Rhea Ripley, goes for a dive, but she gets caught by Rhea, who slings her into the barricade, locks in the prism lock as well, and then she proceeds to land the riptide on Candace for the decisive one, two, three. Rhea's looking dominant, hanging to the Women's Warrior Rumble in a few weeks' time at the Alamo Dome in San Antonio, Texas. And she is my favorite to win the whole damn thing because I think she's earmarked for a big-time match at WrestleMania against Bianca Belair and or Charlotte Flair for the Raw and or SmackDown Women's Championship. But we cannot forget there is one woman that wants her pound of flesh one day very soon, and that woman is Beth Phoenix, and Rhea's day of reckoning will come very, very soon, possibly at the Warrior Rumble. But as always, with all things in WWE, we shall see. Next up is Solo Sokoa versus Dolph Ziggler. And Dolph Ziggler is going to try his best to be solo. He has his moments sending Solo into the turnbuckle at one point. And the DDT and a zigzag for very close to him Solo. Solo is going to counter a famous sir and he's going to lift Ziggler up and nail dude with a Samoan spike for the one, two, three as the Uso celebrate with their brother as they walk up the ramp standing tall with Ziggler recovering in the ring to wrap up the segment. Next up is Ms. TV with noted certified gangster Dominic Mysterio, who's wearing an off-white plaid shirt with a goddamn bandana over his face and some shades as if he's done five to ten in San Quentin. And I am laughing my ass off at this visual And The Miz says, why is your crew here? You got Rhea Ripley, Dominic Mysterio, Finn Balor, and Damian Priest. And Finn is just living this moment up as Dom says. The one thing I learned in prison is that you always roll with your crew. And The Miz wants to know, what was it like for Dominic on the inside of prison, a.k.a. county jail? And Dom says, snitches get stitches. But Finn tells Dom it's okay to share his story about his hardened time in prison 
And Dominic says he was in a room with the world's most dangerous people and he didn't know what his next meal would be. And if you ever want to see mommy again, he had to do what he had to do, which is grab life by the balls, which Miss must be used to because Maurice grabs some bicep balls all the time, which kind of gets a reaction out of the crowd. So Dominic tells a story about this cellmate of his that was just the baddest of the bad. And this guy threatened to punch a hole in his face and Dominic stood up and fought back. And he now says he knows what Martha Stewart must feel like doing hard time in jail. And the Miz being the people saying, well, dude, you only spent a few hours in county jail. What what kind of hard lifestyle you live in here? And Judgment Day gets really angry at the Miz, suggesting that Dom's prison experience was invalid. And the Miz does back down to wrap up this segment, which I thought was fucking hilarious. Dominic is a fucking parody of what a douchebag should be in everyday life. And I love that for him. He is the best at being the dirt worst in every way. A fake wankster in 2023. You got to respect the hustle and the teardrop on the face. Nonetheless, as we kick off this tag team turmoil match involving the Judgment Days, Finn Balor and Damian Priest versus the OCs, Luke Gallows and Carly Anderson versus Cedric Alexander and Shelter Benjamin versus the Alpha Academies. Chad Gable and Otis are running out the teams of the Street Profits, Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins. And the first matchup between Balor and Priest versus Gallows and Anderson was good. And Dom trips up Anderson at one point, which leads to Balor rolling up Anderson for the win. And we move on to Balor and Priest versus Shelter Benjamin and Cedric Alexander. And Cedric gets a flip dive over on Finn Balor, hits the Mishinoku drive on Finn as well for a very close near fall. Shelter Benjamin has a chance to shine as well by delivering some lovely German suplexes to both Damian Priest and Finn Balor, but Priest does fight back by landing a choke slam on Cedric Alexander, followed by Finn going up top and hitting the coup de gras on Alexander for the win as we move on to Priest and Balor versus the Alpha Academy's Chad Gable and Otis. And this was when the match turned around with some great action as the fans want Otis. And Otis is going to give the people what they want. And he's going to hit a rolling elbow on priest and lands a caterpillar on priest in a very fun spot and from there we got otis in firm control of things he gives balor the world's strongest slam but balor grabs gable and holds him on top of him as otis is the vader bomb crushing gable and finn at the exact same time and in doing so otis was hurt by hurting his teammate and priest takes advantage of the big boot and a clothesline on Otis for the win but it came at a cost because Finn Balor got crushed by Otis with that splash off the top rope even though Gable was on top of him to somewhat cushion the blow but he served his ribs in the process and WWE official Adam Pierce comes out to check on the scene and he tells Priest you got two choices either you forfeit to act into a moral or you pick Dominic Mysterio as your tag team partner to continue and Priest reluctantly agrees to team with Dominic as your final opponent of the evening are the Street Profits, Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins. And this was by far the best match from last night's show. The crowd reaction was definitely strong by the end of the night as Montez Ford was being worked over by Dominic and Damian Priest. Priest pounces Montez Ford over the announce table, but in doing so, Angelo Dawkins takes flight and wipes out Priest and Dom with the flip top on the outside standing up. As we go to commercial break, we come back and Judgment Day is back in control of things. Crazily enough, as Dawkins is now the babyface in peril, but eventually Dawkins is going to make the tag to Montez Ford is going to land an absolutely beautiful crossbody 
body on top of Dominic Mysterio and Damian Priest. From there, Ford connects with a series of kicks on Dom before landing a standing moonsault for two. The Sheep Prophets gave Dom an elevated suplex that pops the crowd for two as well. Priest tags in his Ford with a flatliner before clotheslining Dawkins for a near fall as well. Ford gets another hot tag and Dom is in the ring as well. And Priest is going to send Dawkins over the barricade. And Dom is just hanging out in the corner, knocked out. And Ford is going to sell over Dom over the top of the ring post and lands a flip dive on Damian Priest that pops this crowd to no end. So Ford pops back up and he is going to go for a four 50 splash on Dominic. It was beautiful. And Priest pulls Ford out of the ring to break up the pin attempt. And Ford hops on the apron and sends Priest into the still steps in a pretty nifty spot. But Dom is going to drag Ford back in the ring and roll him up. And with a slight assist from Rhea Ripley, Dominic Mysterio pins Montez Ford to become number one contenders for the undisputed WWE tag team titles it's dominic and damian priest hopefully it's priest and finn who gets credited for the victory and dom is a sub every pun intended in that situation the show ends with jimmy and jay uso the reigning defending wwe undisputed tag team champions confronting judgment day and this match will take place at a date to be determined and i like this outcome because it's a fresh matchup we haven't seen the outcome is academic, but I like the fact we have not seen these two teams go at it. And I cannot wait to see them deliver either on TV and or a PLE, preferably the Royal Rumble in a couple of weeks time at the Alamo Dome in San Antonio, Texas. And with that, this wraps up a solid episode of Monday Night Raw. The Birmingham crowd was in and out, but they were mostly lively which I appreciate keeps me up all three hours as we are almost at the end of football season for WWE going head to head with games on ESPN. There is one marquee matchup left for Monday night football, the wild card game between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Dallas Cowboys next Monday. That is going to be a monster game. That's going to draw huge numbers that will hurt Monday night raw. Now last year it was surprisingly not bad because it was the Cardinals and Rams at the time. This is a big market matchup. Tom Brady, the Cowboys, America's team, allegedly, and they're going to go at it. And we'll see who stands tall to wrap up wild card weekend for the NFL. And that will be the last bit of football for Monday Night Raw through September. And that will lead to hopefully higher viewership heading into the Royal Rumble and ultimately WrestleMania season, hopefully without Vince McMahon in sight running anything into the ground, one would hope. And with that, this wraps up episode number 154 of The Raw Verdict, recapping the highs and lows from WWE's flagship show, Monday Night Raw. I hope you enjoyed it as always. You can follow me on social media at Lady Wrestling X on Twitter and our Instagram at Receptopia. They can find me tweeting and gramming about these podcast shows that drop in the semi-daily recapping Monday Night Raw, NXT, AW Dynamite, Friday Night Smackdown on Fox, and AW Rampage on TNT. Plus, the Serena Sessions dropping every Monday morning right here on WST as well. You know what to do, such as Receptopia, and follow me on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, Google Podcasts, Buzzsprout, iHeartRadio, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn plus Amazon Alexa and Spotify. I'll be back tomorrow morning with episode number 101 of the NXT Nightcap, recapping the highs and lows from WWE's developmental brand. Until then, enjoy your Tuesday. Stay safe out there and don't forget to wash those hands. See you later, boys and girls. Take care.